Absolutely. So uh, with our last 15 minute, minutes or so here, I want to shift gears a little bit more to a bit more direct marketing style copywriting. Um, I originally hit you up and it took me months to get this on the books um, for this meeting, but I originally hit you up because I wanted to, I wanted to talk about link building outreach um, because I think it's something that it's still a necessity of SEO, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially for newer websites that just lack authority, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But it's something that's gotten so commoditized, so spammed out. How would you approach, like if, I, if an agency were to hire you and say, hey, Joel, we really need some new email pitches for our link building process. Um, like how would you suggest structuring those pitches? Yeah, um, and to, I'll be fully transparent. When I worked agency side, this was the part of the job that I hated the I'm most. Right, that I, I, everybody right. struggles with, right? So I'm, I come by all this, honestly. Uh, there's a stat. Um, Hipley did a study. Now this is specific to sales, but I think there's a nice, there's a nice translation here. Hipley did a study that said mentioning a famous customer in your email more than tripled the positive response rates to that email. People willing, responding in the affirmative, opening doors to say yes. So I'm not just saying this because I run a case study company. If I had the resources, I would be reaching out and citing, whether it's a case study, whether it's a testimonial, I would be citing who I've worked with. So in the context of link building, maybe that's mentioning the customer behind it. Maybe that's mentioning some, some group that you're associated with in a relevant way, but that'd be one of the ways that I'll go about it. I think honestly, we're getting to a point now, everybody wants link building to scale by doing these like massive blast outreach, you know, like send a templatized thing to, you know, 500 companies. And that's like the shotgun approach where it's like, okay, we're going to miss a whole bunch, but like one or two might hit. So let's go that road. I honestly believe we're getting to a point with link building where it pays more to do things that don't scale. And so my approach would be to surprise people with genuine knowledge. So we've all seen the templates that are like, I stumbled across your blog and I really <laughs> like X piece. Everybody knows that formula, including everybody on the receiving end of those pitches. So I would take, like, if I would make a hit list of core targets that I knew, not just, again, this, I have the novelty of saying this because I'm not in an agency with a quota, but I would make a hit list of targets that I knew would change, not only just like in terms of the link profile, but change the fortunes of the business by being connected with them. So I, I would make a, a hit list of companies that are like, if we get links from here, that's going to open doors for us to get X and Y and Z. Or if, if we know this person, that's going to open doors. And then I'd, I'd play the long game. So I would learn about that person beyond just, here's a post you wrote one time and I like it. Maybe you want to link to this other thing that I did over here. I would learn something about that person that they wouldn't expect somebody who'd never heard of them to know. Maybe it's an interest that they've got. Maybe it's something that they did in their career that's like somewhat obscure. I would surface that stuff and I would trot that out. Um, the other thing, and I'm hesitant to even put this out there because somebody kind of explained me about, but what I've seen worked well is, you know, like if, um, if I wanted to introduce you, Ron, like let's say I know a killer, I don't know, you need design work. You're like, hey, who do you know who like kills it on UX focused design? And I'd make an intro, right? I'd be like, Ryan meet Bill, Bill meet Ryan, Ryan is this, Bill is that. Hope you two can figure it out. I would almost try that approach where it's like, hey, X journalism or like X company, this is X person within this company. X person is doing some really cool stuff and I think you guys might be naturally aligned here. 
And it might just, you know, I just think it might be cool for you guys to, to meet each other and to know about each other and know what the other person is doing. I would treat it almost more like an introduction of like, hey, you're two people doing really neat stuff in the same space without even like the direct pitch of like, here's a link to the thing. And then I'd follow up that way. Because I think that also mentally triggers like who wants to be the asshole who doesn't respond to an introduction? Like yeah. who, you know, like who wants to be the person who's just like, well, I let that go cold. So I think, you know, there's some creative ways to go about it. But I think what's not working is the stuff that's you know, everybody's seen before. The disingenuous form letter style, like I stumbled across your post. Like there's a lot of people stumbling on the internet. I'm concerned, like get better shoes or like doctor. <laughs> like uh, who stumbles across anything? Nobody believes that line anymore. So I think either you want to be not sneaky or deceitful, but just intentional about who you curate and doing things that don't scale and really get to know the person you're pitching, or you want to do something that kind of surprises them. Um, but like the, the traditional lines were like, I think this would be great for your audience. Like 99% of the time you're wrong. It's, it has nothing to do with my audience. I've, so, I've, I've, I've wanted to give away here. Um, please only because we're amongst friends. <laughs> I don't usually give things like this away, but I'm just, I'm just cracking up at all. I get so many of these. We all get so many of these like link requests. But what I found works really well is kind of like inbound, outbound. Like signing up, if someone signs up for like my newsletter, I sign up for someone's newsletter. And then a newsletter comes that's actually relevant and you have something to say to it that prompts like something that ends up in a link or a guest post or whatever. Then it's like totally in line. Someone's always generally going to read the, if there's like a corporate blog or something, they generally read the responses mm. to that outbound communication. So if like, it's almost like they started it, you know what I mean? That's, that's what yeah. I found works well for myself. Yeah. And for me, just for, 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 for me, for link building, it's always been number one is, is kind of like you said, is staying away from the shit that you know everyone's doing, right? The, the thing about the, the SEO marketing space is once like one little secret gets out, like it gets beaten to death overnight. Oh, no, overnight. You'll get, I'll literally get an email from Pakistan the next day of like asking me to use my exact same pitch. I'm like, damn, dude, that came out yesterday. Um, yeah. But for me, like you said, um, you know, even though we have a course that teaches link building at scale, it's gotten to the point where it used to be worth it like a couple of years ago because you could do it from a burner email account. It would have no impact on the brand, blah, 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 this and that. But it's just not as effective anymore as just going the one-to-one level. And like you said, it's just like influencer out. Building a list of influencers, people who you know, not only will the link matter, but you know, the social traffic might matter. You know, it's like building a list of, of true opportunities and sending an email one by one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sending an email one by one. Um, and just understanding what the value is to that person. Right. And that yeah. takes a little bit of research, digging around their website, finding a blog post for them and being like, Hey, I'll share this on, you know, my Twitter. If you have a good social following, like share it and don't say I will share it, share it and then send them the link of you sharing it ahead of time or share it a week ahead, tag them so they know, and then follow up a week later and be like, Hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know, I shared this on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like go out of your way to try and build that relationship first. And just the nature of link building too, is that with Google kind of just ignoring so many links is that it takes more effort to get those big links, but those big links are still what move the needle. That's the only thing that moves the needle, right? So putting in that little bit of extra time to do so, and we have a few more minutes. I was going to also ask you about sales outreach, cold outreach. I mean, it's probably in the same vein as what we just talked about, but you know, it's the same thing on LinkedIn, right? With these sales messages that we get, but there are some 
and it's it's actually funny it's because we we all we all kind of like make fun not make fun but we we, we poke fun at these emails that we get because they're so stupid but at the end of the day i met Dave, david sent me a cold email and now we're business partners years ago you know what i'm saying so it does work right it's oh, just yeah. a, it, it's just a matter of um you know i, I think that outreach sales networking link building, whatever it may be. It just works so much better when you don't use any software, you open up an email, you do your research on that person. And it, I mean, it's the same thing. I just told David, I had a sales call yesterday. I just closed this consulting client from a DM. I sent them on Instagram, but that DM wasn't just like, Hey sir, how are you? Like it was, yo, like I went through your website. I put together a document for you. It's already done. Here's a video that I shot. Like I literally went out of my way to go through this cause I really wanted to get in touch with this person and it worked and I closed them via DM, phone, DM phone call close, you know, um, these things do work, but like with the level of automation that we have, there's so much to be said about putting in the personal time. Uh, especially when people know that you're busy, they appreciate it. They respect it. And at the end of the day, even if I didn't close that client, I I've opened up a relationship and a door with that person, you know, and that to me means, means just as much because you never know where that might lead. So, um, just kind of closing on that vein is that, yeah, I mean, it, taking a little bit of extra time to do things the personal way goes a very long way. And it's the same thing with copy too. Same thing with copy and case yeah. studies, do the homework. Yeah, I think two things I would say too, going back to the conversation on link building, because this is something I can't believe more companies don't do. And we're starting to like, for a case study by now, we're starting to focus on improving our organic search and all that. And one of the things we're going to do is like, why, you know, to me, link building has always felt like swimming upstream. Like you're, you're fighting the natural behavior of what people do. Whereas like, I like to jujitsu things, like take the things people are already doing and use those to your advantage. So what does every sad little intern writing content at an agency need for their posts? Stats. Everybody wants to cite a study. Everybody wants to have a metric. Everybody wants to be able to point to something that's a trend or whatever. I, I do not understand, given how cheap the tools have become and how accessible it's become, why more companies don't do primary research. Like sending out a, a short survey, collecting feedback, and trotting out that metric and saying, hey, we did a study of X, Y, Z. That's like one of the, and publishing that and getting, because that's the easiest ask ever saying, hey, uh, we just did a study. This stat actually complements the post you just wrote. You could include it to bolster your point. Or, hey, we just did a study. This actually runs counter to the post that you just put out there. Maybe you could do something on it instead. So that, to me, that's like, why work hard to, to get people to do things that nobody does, like go to a three-year-old post and update a link. Like that's not natural behavior yeah. versus like including a stator metric that is. And then when I think back, like I off cold emails, like I, I don't, I'm a busy person, right? Like I don't give my time to just anybody. And these days I charge for it. I took on my mentorship. I've been asked for mentorship like 50 times. A 14-year-old kid sent me an email. I accepted now, what was the difference? Also, other people email me the things that I've said yes to when I look back and it's like, what's the common denominator in the cold outreach that I respond to and like becomes a win for that person? And, and there's two things. The first is that it's just remarkably genuine. So it doesn't feel like a forum letter. It feels like it was written just to me because in all cases it has been. But the second is when I look back, those people always share some aspect of their story and they know enough about me by the time they're sending it to know that that's a story that clicks with me. Like this kid knew that I was from Calgary. He knew that I had exited the agency world and he told the story about like basically how he 
Like his pitch was essentially, I want to live like a successful and interesting life. I want to be like, I don't want to play small. I don't want to play safe. And I guarantee um, if maybe he didn't, maybe, but like the things that I've published on my own personal blogs have been about my journey into that and trying to, to find that. So he did his homework. When I look at people who ask me for referrals or to support things, right? It's, Hey, this is my story. I know you made this transition. I'm trying to make this transition. I genuinely love what I do. And then the ask is always something, even the kid that, that wanted mentorship, they make it an easy yes. It's not ambiguous. There's clear cut criteria. They know what they want. And they also show me that they have some skin in the game. So especially for like sales or, you know, those types of requests, when I can see that they've put in some effort, that they put in some effort to understand me and understand where I'm coming from and then made the ask, that makes me feel good because not, well, here's a form letter. They blasted out to 19 different people. It's this person wants to talk to me. And if you can make that come alive, if you can use your story and connect with people and use kind of these storytelling facets in the emails you send in a brief way, you know, one wants your whole life story in an email. Um, I, I think that it, that makes the really, a really big difference. It gives a different type of why to the conversation than just revenue and profit. And I want something. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, that's it. You got any more questions for him? No. Awesome, man. This was, this, this was really good, Joel. We really appreciate this. This was uh, a lot of knowledge that I think we're both a little bit lacking in on the copy and, and, I mean, you're so much more than a copywriter too. I mean, the, the, the business and sales strategy behind this too is, is very real. So tell the people one more time who you are, how they get in touch with you and, uh, and how they can pay you. Yeah, sure. So on the conversion copywriting side, you can check myself out at businesscasualcopywriting.com. Site's from 2013, so don't judge it too harshly. Uh, I did mention, you know, I'm winding down a lot of what I do there, but there is something that is accessible to more people. So an offering that I have there is I do audits. Uh, I will uh, at various different tiers all the way from pretty affordable to like the full blown crazy thing I do for enterprise companies. Um, but I can tell you what's broken, how to fix it, give your recommendations, go in, do it. And I've had companies add six figures in revenue by making simple changes without me writing a word for them. So that's one opportunity, business casual copywriting case study buddy is the team. We have lots of capacity. There's no constraints there whatsoever. We help you capture, share, and cash in on customer success stories. And if you go to casesidebuy.com, you can check out samples, our process, our pricing. Um, and you can send us an email if you want to ask questions, you want to kick something off. Uh, and that is where there's also blog posts. If you just want to DIY, you're not at a place yet to be hiring somebody to do that. Hey, no problem. We hope you'll get there one day. But there are posts there about things like how to write a case study when you don't have any metrics, what every case study intro should include. So you can check out some content there. And if nothing else, that'll make your own work. Uh, better. And thanks for having me guys. This was really fun. Thanks yeah, a lot, brother. Joel. Appreciate it. Cheers. Take care.